Hey everybody, welcome to episode number 33 of the JMAC Tries podcast. This is my conversation with New York City real estate agent and age group triathlete, Peter Ward. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back, and thank you very much for coming back. Today is my conversation with Peter Ward. You know him on Instagram as PJ Wheezy. He's a real estate agent at uh, Engel & Volkers in New York City in Manhattan, and he is just super intense with everything that he does. Obviously, as a real estate agent in the toughest city in the world, you got to go full tail or full send, as we like to say now. Um, and Peter does that not only with his job, but in every part of his life, including uh, endurance sports. So a year ago, Peter decides, hey, I want to get in shape and do some endurance racing. So he signs up for the New York City Marathon, crushes that last year, and then decides to sign up for Ironman Lake Placid, which will ultimately be his first triathlon which he just did this past July, and again, crushed that one as well. And then after that, decides, you know what, I'm going to do a couple trail races, did a trail marathon, which ended up being a little longer than he had hoped, and did a trail 50K, and did really well in that, placing third overall. So fun conversation with a guy that's super intense, whether it's his job or endurance sports or just life in general. So go give Peter a follow on Instagram. You'll see cool pictures of his training. Uh, You'll see cool pictures of his sheepdog. And his sheepdog has its own Instagram account, at NYC Sheepdog. And you'll see some really amazing pictures of multi-million dollar Manhattan real estate. So fun conversation with Peter. Again, he's PJ Wheezy on Instagram. And after you go check him out and you share this episode, make sure you tag Tries. All right, everybody. Thanks again for listening, for sharing. Without further ado, my conversation with Peter Ward. Everything's good. I like your little logo on here. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so um, I actually, there, I'll give the guy a shout out. He's called A Quiet Bird on Instagram. And uh, he was doing all these, he's a cartoonist and he's a cyclist. And he was doing these headshots of people. And I just, uh, DM'd him one day. I said, hey, man, I love what you're doing. Would you mind doing one of me? He said, yeah, send me a race pic. So we sent me, I sent him a race pic and he came back with that and put it out there and tagged him on it. So uh, yeah, a little shout out to him. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So uh, you're in Manhattan right now? I am in Manhattan right, uh, right near the Lincoln Tunnel at the moment. Did you get pounded with all that rain before? Yeah, it's been, it's been raining all week here. <laughs> So, multiple multiple broken umbrellas and uh, midday suit changes but it's just a little rain that's right it's been a weird summer with uh, it's either been like 100 degrees and high humidity or raining or both <laughs> yeah i actually you know i kind of i kind of like running in the like i kind of like the rain it gets me out there i actually enjoy when it's raining i go for a run believe it or not yeah, I agree. I was just talking to my business partner today, who's also a triathlete, 
and his son has their first cross country meet to high school meet and it was pouring and he's like oh, i loved running in the rain I'm like me too it just it's invigorating right it brings you back to why we do this crazy sport yeah, yeah so it. what got you into this crazy sport speaking of that because this is if correct me if i'm wrong but you just so you just did iron man lake placid and i did just just do iron man lake that was your yeah. first triathlon you're right, freaking nut. Okay, give me the backstory. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, ooh, I mean, yeah. where, where to start? I, um, I mean, if you, do you want, do you want the whole story? Do we? Yeah, let's. You know what? And, and I'm just totally. That's just you know, as a as a host, that's a bad question because this could go anywhere. But you you start. <laughs> you know, I, I like to ask that question because there's always like this key moment this key aha moment that people have. So let's start at your aha moment and then we'll figure it out from there. Well, I guess aha moment was, uh, you know, years ago after, you know, college, you're still kind of partying. I mean, I even, I used to smoke cigarettes back in the day. Um, I got in shape. I was in the, I was in the fitness world. I, I actually became a personal trainer kind of on the side while I was, uh, I was a national account executive for a small uh, jewelry company out of Providence, Rhode Island. Um, and, you know, kind of just got in that rut of going to the gym every day. You know, I wasn't a big runner. I was kind of scared of cardio. I, you know, I always, you know, I didn't really understand it. Um, and then, you know, you kind of fade in and fade out. Um, and then last year, believe it or not, I just out of nowhere, um, I think I must have been watching a YouTube video and had some had some inspiration, and I decided to uh, sign up for uh, the marathon because <laughs> I wanted to uh, New York City Marathon because I wanted to keep myself uh, focused, and I figured it would you know keep me um, it would give me give me a little structure. You know, I just I, I thought in the time in my life I needed some structure, um, and if and if any of people know me or any friends or anything i go all in on everything i do so i signed up for this marathon and i ended up the first day going out and running 10 miles <laughs> i did like a whole loop around manhattan around the island and i did it in a pretty you know probably like eight 30 minute miles you know not not super fast you know i was never a runner however i was in very good shape mm -hmm. um and then I, you know, got a little confident. And then the next day I went and I did it again. Um, the same loop. Because it was fun. I thought it was, you know, it was a cool. I thought it was cool. I downloaded Strava. Like, was uploading these 10-mile runs to Strava. Thought it was, you know, thought that was fun and exciting. And then the third, the next day I actually went out and tried doing it again. And just destroyed everything in, in my feet and my shins and and kind of put me out. So here I was super motivated, all excited about this marathon. You know, this was kind of like a big enlightening moment for me. After that first 10 mile run, I feel like, I, you know, I, I, I had that runner's high. I was like, you know, I didn't, I didn't push myself too hard. So I was able to kind of continue on. Whereas, you know, I was used to trying, you know, running too fast. Mm -hmm. and we can get to that later on the pod podcast, because that is something that I, you know, I, I, I tell people on a daily basis about running um, is, is, you know, I think people are scared of, of running because they, they tend to go out too hard and too fast. And it's, and it's, 
it tends to be miserable and it's unenjoyable. Mm -hmm. But if you just slow the pace down to a comfortable pace and kind of maybe up the distance over time, you'll begin to enjoy it and see it as a, as a, um, more of a meditation than, than a painful act. Um, but that's, uh, we can get back to that later. Um, yeah, yeah. Well, I want to just stop right there for a second because that's of kind of what you know. You just said it. The problem with you know what you should be doing versus what you were doing was because you kept uploading everything to Strava and Instagram, and everybody was giving you kudos and giving you you know love and everything you were doing. And then by day three, your body was like, "F this! You can't do this every day." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, was completely destroyed. Um, and then I, uh, but I was so motivated still because I, you know, I just in and of itself. And then I started to continue to watching videos. And then all of a sudden on, on YouTube, I see an Ironman, a couple of like Ironman motivational videos and, uh, you know, triathlon Taryn comes across yep. and, and, you know, then you see, uh, you know, and then you start to have memories of watching it on TV when you were younger and these people were unbelievable. And I was like, you know what? this is perfect um, because now what I can do is I, I can start to, I can start to swim and bike and I can stay in shape. So when I come time for the marathon, I can uh, still do relatively well at the marathon. So you had not done any type of road races before the marathon either. I did a 5k, I think when I was like 12 years old. <laughs> okay yeah. so really but it's very my type of character so i and that's why it, it, it was good for me to be you know going after these types of things um so long story short i uh went out uh got an entry-level uh road bike was going to get a tri bike at the time had some friends talk me out of it i still don't know if i made the right decision because i have you know a group of friends i ride with um but i uh i still i, I did only get a road bike and i ended up putting some aero bars on it um, mm -hmm. got hooked up with uh zwift just through you know same thing kind of youtube wormholes you kind of <laughs> i don't really watch any tv whatsoever so Mm -hmm. You know, at the end of a hard work day, that is what I, you know, end up doing is watching a few things on YouTube. And that's kind of where I got a lot of uh, my inspiration from. Um, so the next thing you know, toe in the line of uh, New York City Marathon. And I was by the time of the race, I was still all jacked up. I really hurt my feet that first that first uh because I signed up with uh, three months I had. I gave myself to train. You gave yourself three months to train for a marathon. Yeah, I signed up in September. Yeah, I signed up about this week, believe it or not. A year. Yeah, ago. great. Okay. Um, on, on, yeah. And then, so, and then that first week, so then I had two weeks. My, uh, my older brother is actually a pretty accomplished marathon runner back in his day. Mm -hmm. um, I think he does like a 240 maybe. Oof. ish so he's pretty quick um yeah. so i called him and he was like you know you're an idiot um, <laughs> <laughs> perfect the, the standard yep. um and, he, and the, his advice was just rest just the the number one thing you want to do is just be healthy on that starting line um so then i you know i biked and swim aggressively for 
two months and on the starting line, I was still pretty jacked up. Um, I didn't really know what shoes I was wearing. Different shoes were kind of causing me problems with, with my feet. I was wearing, you know, as you know, it's a, it's a very long learning process. This mm-hmm. sport, and every race you learn. So, you know, the wrong compression socks that, you know, ended up giving me tendonitis on the top of my feet. But long story short, the, the marathon was excruciating the whole entire way. I ended up pulling through. Um, I think it was like 340-something. Um, Respectable for, your, for any marathon. Respectable for any marathon, let alone your first. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I was pretty shattered after that. But by this point in time, I already signed up for uh, Lake Placid. Sure, why not? <laughs> so, <laughs> and again, most people thought I was absolutely crazy. Um, but yeah, so I mean, if you, I can continue, right, I can flow right into Lake Placid, or if you want me to. Uh... Well, I want to kind of just let's just put a pin right here for a second. Yeah, um, we will we will get to Lake Placid, but you know, it's funny. I almost feel like a psychiatrist when I do these pods, and I I love listening to people and kind of you know, picking up little nuances. And what I got from this whole thing, Peter, is you're just type A in life. So um, and that probably carries over from your from your career and luxury real estate. And then you're just going full bore 110% 24-7. And you're either going to put that excess energy or whatever's left into, you know, smoking or whatever else you were doing before, but why not put it into endurance sports? Very much so. You're... you're uh... <laughs> You should you should be a uh, psychiatrist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm pretty successful at my other career, so I, it's it's all just from listening to people and picking up <laughs> on stuff. Uh, but no, but seriously, I mean that was the other thing that uh, that drew me to you is, um, you know, being in finance, I I kind of like to see what's going on in the world of real estate and follow a lot of guys down in Manhattan and see you guys selling every day. Um, so I just kind of caught you and then the whole triathlon thing. I'm like, this guy is just full bore type A. Um, and then, so when I was kind of prepping for this show, you know, I was just going through Instagram and I was looking at um, like Placid and you wrote my first triathlon and on my notes in big question mark in big letters, it says question mark, question mark, first triathlon. So, uh, so yeah. So, so Lake Placid Ironman was your first triathlon ever. Never, what never never even did well i did one actually let me let me take that back <laughs> my uh one of my best college friends got married up in vermont a month earlier and he had a little uh wedding triathlon but <laughs> okay. it was too cold so the first section was kayaking and there was like five of us and i didn't even it was no yes it was my first triathlon so how did you go about the training for this because you obviously tried training for the marathon and although you made it through in a very very respectable time um you kind of came out of that crushed so did you think you should do something different for lake placid so well i I knew i could do the marathon and i and i obviously i realized that i just you know over after you know again once i was all jacked up searching youtube on all the different tendonitis, my shin splints, you know, how to heal everything. Um, and I forget where I was, I was headed with that. 
Uh, I think you're talking about just the training and what you learned from it. Oh yeah. So you kind of, you know, and I knew, I knew I had it, but, um, right. And, and that being said, when I was all jacked up, I got on the bike and then I started really, really enjoying the bike. And uh, I'm sure as you've, you've had that moment, we were all kind of, once you start biking, you kind of get addicted to it. Um, Mm -hmm. I had Zwift. Um, so really the training for, the marathon, I actually started falling in love with biking again. And uh, what I really actually think is uh, Zwift um, gave me a lot of motivation to get on the bike. It was really fun. Um, it was It's so easy. And being in New York City, I mean, there's, a, there's so many, uh, so many factors that come into training whether it's right. you know just getting in the elevator getting out of your building getting down to somewhere where you can actually go for more than 100 yards you know at a decent pace yep. and then even when you get to the bike lane it's still pretty treacherous and then you know west side highway is pretty crazy um the what the the bike path over there um there are some great rides up through uh over the George Washington, and I'm sure you're uh, very familiar mm-hmm. with. Um, yeah, but plus you have to now train for Lake Placid during the winter, and being in Manhattan and New England in the winter just sucks for any type of biking, let alone in the city. Yeah, um, and so I really, I mean, it, it, it's an Iron Man. I knew what I was getting into, and, <laughs> right. and just as just as much you know, as I threw myself into that, I threw myself into training. Um, you know, think, you know, work does take a slight backseat. Um, you kind of, I got the bug, you know, I was pretty obsessed with it. So every minute that I had to spare, I was either, I was training and I was biking like a maniac, um, 300 miles a week on the bike, racing my friends on Zwift regularly. Um, (laughs) It just, I mean, sometimes I had weeks of 20 hours because I knew I needed to put in the work and I, and I really wanted to do well at this, at this, uh, this race in Lake Placid. Yeah. So biking aside, what, do you have a swimming background? So I swam when I was, uh, much, much younger, yeah. uh, maybe I was on like the summer pool had like a team yeah but nothing nothing never in high school all pre-high school okay uh, swimming so i however i i knew i was a good swimmer Uh, okay so you were confident in the water you weren't like you didn't have to learn how to swim yeah but i the let's just say the whole iron man lake placid was an extremely humbling event uh, (laughs) if, if we do get the chance to get to that story yeah no i want to um i want let's just dive into it because again First triathlon being Lake Placid, tough course um, on its own, let alone as your first try ever. And you did really well. I mean, you came in 23rd in your age group, you're 30 to 34, uh, top 10% overall, 163rd out of 1,630. So that's males, and then 192 out of 2,300 finishers. So that is no joke, man. <laughs> Congrats. <laughs> Congrats to you. Thank you. And I actually had quite a few uh, issues on the day too, but some, some could have been a blessing in disguise. 
Okay, so tell me, tell me, tell me. So I mean, it's tough. It's tough to swim here in New York. So I, I yeah. however, I am a good swimmer. I don't have a pool in my building. That's I don't have a pool, let alone a big enough pool. But um, so the pool was, you know, a good mile walk away. And you know, when when it's hard to access and it, it's it's takes up time from another workout. It just I didn't swim as much, and I kind of put too much confidence. Um, into my, you know, just swimming skills yep. um, previously in my overall fitness. So fast forward to Ironman Lake Placid. I've never swam in a wetsuit before. The day before, <laughs> I, the day before I took one loop in my wetsuit and uh, that was it. The morning of, get out there. Uh, it's very exciting. I'm a very anxious person as it is. So I was quite anxious. Um so many people i was nervous i wanted to get to the front because i you know i was just i don't know what i was thinking um <laughs> so here i am i'm standing at the front of the pack i've got my the, i've got the kit on you know i'm not used to wearing the kit because i never i you know i'm not going to be really seen in my kit going down my elevator in my building here it's just not right yeah i get it what i want to be doing on a day so i didn't like train in my kit so I have my kit on, then this wetsuit that's extremely tight. Um, not even sure if I'm if I'm wearing it all the way. But, you know, now looking back, I don't think I had it pulled up all the way. Um, it wasn't on backwards, was it? It wasn't on backwards, but it was, it was, it was quite constricting. But yeah. either way, um, the gun goes off, and I sprint into the water <laughs> and, and just go out pretty much as fast as I can. And that lasted about maybe a 200 300 meters until i just started completely hyperventilating holy crap um i i really almost i like i couldn't breathe my whole body almost like froze and almost felt like like blood filled up every limb and i i literally couldn't move i had to turn onto my back yeah and kind of just like float kind of half keep myself up and i was literally screaming what is what is happening to me because i'm just i'm so you know i trained so hard for this you know so much sweat and tears and now i'm here and literally within 200 meters within two minutes of the start of this race i feel like i'm dying Um, and you're in the front of the pack too (laughs) very very front of the pack so not only i'm on my back kind of you know you know suffering worried that they're like gonna come over to me and like dq me i didn't know how that works you know if they could just like call you know they'd be someone who's like and who is this kid who's like already drowning to (laughs) a couple lengths away from the start um and at the same like you said i'm on my back and i just see these stampede of people coming at me and that's terrifying as it is so i kind of push myself over to the side a little bit people uh couple of the ladies in the kayas they asked if i'm all right i'm like yeah i'm I'm all right i think my wetsuit's too tight um and then really it took me all the way down to the first turnaround so that'd be a quarter way into the into the swim until i felt like i was going to be able to finish the swim but up up until that hole and that that whole entire first first length out of the first loop i was really concerned that i was gonna have to drop out of this race um yeah yeah i mean that's what i mean that's what triathlon does to you right you go from 
you're the most fit person in, in the world, the fittest in your life to holy crap, I'm two minutes in and I might not even survive, let alone finish this thing. Yes, it was very humbling, very fast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. And then you're like, I still have to bike. Actually, I have to still finish the swim. I have another loop to do because it's two loops. I got to bike 160 and then run a marathon. Yeah, so right off the bat, it went from I really wanted to get top 25. That was my goal, um, which I think was a little, you know, just a little aggressive. But what? Okay, why not? Aggressive goal. Um, Sure. So I went from that to literally just wanting to finish the race. Right. So I ended up, I finished that first lap, was able to kind of gather my myself because you get out, you get to walk on the beach before you start the second loop kind of was able to gather myself um and then i just did that second lap at my own pace and was actually um pretty slow as well but i i was not i thought the swim was going to be the easiest and it was one of the hardest things i've ever done just just getting out of that water was such an absolute relief um from that point you know i sprinted down to the uh, transition my transition was pretty good you know i was just so happy to get out of the water you know? right take this freaking wetsuit off me like, get the <laughs> hell on my bike um, and i within about 20 miles of my bike my uh and the, the bike is where i trained the absolute most yep. i was hammering like like i said like 300 mile weeks um and my uh, shifter, my rear shifter, I couldn't get into my uh, lower gears on my ring. So oh, I was just God. like, I was a cadence machine for the whole entire bike. So I'm not sure if this was a blessing or, you know, a blessing in disguise, because I, I still ended up crushing the bike. You know, mm-hmm. I think that we have uh, that Hudson River Road that goes along through the Palisades over there that has some epic, really challenging climbs. And you know, I did Alp de Zwift and, you know, all the mm-hmm. climbs on Zwift so many times. So I was really, I was, I was ready to handle all the climbs. Um, I was lucky enough to be, you know, uh, believe it or not, you know, we were talking about the rain at the very beginning of the podcast uh, here. I took a couple rides in the city in the pouring rain on my bike before Placid being like, I should practice this. So I kind of know what I can get away with and what mm-hmm. I can't get away with in terms of, you know, being technical in the wet weather, just because I was watching previous videos and it looked like almost every year it rained on the bike. So it's yep. pouring out. And I was like, you know what, I'm going to take this opportunity. I never bike in the rain. And, you know, I think that was a big factor because, you know, people were so timid down, you know, keen descent and all these big hills. And I was just humming along because I, I knew – I knew I could trust my bike and I had a little bit of a mountain biking background from back mm-hmm. in the day. Um, so I, I, I took advantage of that. And then uh, that being said, that was a long bike ride. <laughs> felt, felt pretty good off the bike. I'm not going to lie. I had okay. a very fast transition. Ended up meeting a kid that is, that does laps in central park. Um, which was pretty cool. I recognized him from his jersey because I was like, I see, you know, you see all the different jerseys zooming around in the morning when you go up there and yeah. do laps on your bike. 
Um, and we were kind of talking. We were going out. I think we started at like, you know, an 840 pace. And I felt great. <laughs> and we were, we were going. And then we get to the first aid station. And he, this kid, this, I think this is like his fifth Ironman. And he's like, oh, yo, man, I, uh, I stop and I walk every aid station. And I'm like, here I am all, you know, feeling good. <laughs> you know, my, you know, I was a cadence monster. So I, I still, honestly, I had a lot of juice left for, mm-hmm. for, for what I, sh- what I think I would have if I, you know, my bike wasn't a little messed up. And, uh, so I just kept charging on <laughs> and then, uh, past the second aid station as well at mile two. And then in between mile two and three, there was, uh, one of those, uh, base salt people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they had, uh, the little tubes of salt and here you know, I've never trained with salt, never taken salt. <laughs> I have. You know you're not supposed to do anything for the first time on race day. And you've just, like, done everything for the first time on race day. <laughs> and I didn't have any fluid on me because I wasn't stopping at the aid stations. And I didn't have – I had a handheld, but that was at my special needs. So I didn't have that yet. So I grabbed the tube, and I think – and I don't know. I've never taken this product. Product They gave me a hold. So I literally take the whole tube of base salt, which I guess you're only supposed <laughs> to take a little bit. And let me tell you that that messed my day up pretty good. Oh my god! Uh, I kept running, but uh, that was one of the longest. That half mile from when I chugged the salt to to get to that next aid station with just any type of fluid, I was literally dying. I, I my mouth was so dry. Um, and then I kept going, and then I think till about mile f- four four or five and then it just became the hardest thing i've ever done in my entire life and and was you know truly truly you know that's kind of where you end up falling in love with the race after it's all said and done is those you know those really grueling parts at the very end where you have to you know dig deep and you know your your body is just completely saying no and you just, your mind is the only thing you have and you just got to kind of you know, work through the, the, what everyone says, the demons. And, uh, and, you know, I ended up just pushing through. And after that, I, I smartened up and I walked every damn eight, eight stations. <laughs> <laughs> Drank all the water in the world. Uh, all the way back. And uh, every aid station was like a little slice of heaven. Yeah. Um, and you just kind of keep missioning on you. You know, I thought it was, uh, I kind of joke a little bit with a couple of friends is, you know, with the marathon, you know, I actually didn't walk, even though I, at the end of that marathon, I was just all, this is, I'm referring to the New York marathon. I was so yep. jacked up. I really should have been walking, but I just had so much motivation that I didn't want to walk. And there's so many people watching at that the New York City marathon right. that, like, you know, but, you know, this Iron Man at that second loop, you know, 13, 13, 14 miles, you're way out there. There's no one out there, even other runners. And you're like, it's a, it's a, it's a little easier to start, uh, start walking here and there. (laughs) I learned so much and I've kind of taken it right into, uh, some more events. Yes. So, uh, it's interesting because I spent this, was listening to your story laughing with you because 
you know, we've all been there, whether it's our first one or you've done 50 of them. Um, but yeah, you did, you did do like the biggest, you know, rule number one is never try and think for the first time on race day. <laughs> but, um, but you came out of this. And like I said, at the beginning, I mean, you placed really well and um, your time was 11 and change. I didn't write that down, but if that, if I remember correctly. Yeah, it was 11. I, you know, I'm not even, I should, I should know. No, you don't have to put it out there because then people get mad. They're like, Oh my God, I said it was 1123 and it was a really 1128 <laughs> and people went, th- I'm like, it's fine. So, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, still you, you know, top 10% overall and um, top 25 in your age group for your, again, your very first triathlon, except for your little Vermont kayaking adventure. <laughs> yeah. Um, I actually I didn't cl- even, I didn't even get close to winning. <laughs> right. Believe it or not. <laughs> That's so um, but I think the best thing out of this whole thing is, you know, within 200 meters of the race, you wanted to stop. And then 11 hours later, reflecting on it and probably telling this story hundreds of times since then, you're like, that was awesome. <laughs> you know, and, and I think since then, you've done two other big races. You did a 50K, if I just saw, if I saw that correctly. So, yeah, I did a, I did a 50K in Queens, which was a, a trail, I guess a pseudo trail type race. Um, that was a lap race kind of around this uh, 5K uh, trail in this park in Queens. And it was, uh, you just ran around the lap and, and laps. Um, and that was I ended up getting third in that race, believe it. So that's, I read that down, third overall. So congratulations. Thank you. Um, again, small, small race, and then this. That's past, okay. Nobody, nobody knows. Nobody cares. <laughs> <laughs> you podiums. <laughs> and then this past weekend, I actually just did one of the most challenging things that I've ever done. Um, it was right up there with uh, the Ironman, which was this uh, trail running marathon, which um, unfortunately it wasn't marked very well and mm-hmm. myself and lots of other people had um, lots of issues with some of the marking, but it was supposed to be 26.2 uh, mile marathon uh, trail marathon up in the woods in cold spring, New York. And I ended up uh, making it into a 50 K and I did uh, 30, oh, 31 miles on the day, but still got 15th <laughs> though, even though I did like four extra miles. Oh my God. Um, but that was that was truly crazy, and I'm really it's an interesting. I don't know. Have you done any trail running? Uh, I do a little bit around here in the fall, but never done a race, and it's it's humbling um, for, for me. I, I just you know I don't do enough of it to get it, but I, the little I do do, it's you you have to force yourself to just go slower, and it's just so technical, and yeah. So it's it's an interesting dynamic, and it right. Uh, you, you, it's uh it's i mean they're all it's all i mean it's just like any endurance sport you know it's really you know the more the more it hurts during the race the better you're gonna you're gonna feel at the finish line and that's why we kind of continue to sign up for these things over and over again um and i i really might have some uh my plan is i would like to do one of these hundred mile races that are starting to become quite popular. Yeah, I'm noticing. So, you know, so it's funny. So this is my 14th season of doing triathlons. Um, 
And I just, it, they just, every year, new and new stuff seems to come out that's a little bit crazier. Like, you know, one Iron Man is not enough. Let's do 50 of them in 50 days in 50 states. <laughs> but now it's like, you know, so to your point, you know, now there's a, these, there's a 50K, now they're 50 milers. Now there's 100K, now it's 100 milers. So they're just creeping up more and more, pushing, people pushing the envelope, um, which I think is great, but it also hopefully, it, it it provides people with some longevity in this sport. So what are you kind of looking at over the next, is this something you want to keep doing or are you just kind of looking for that next craziest thing? I definitely want to continue to do triathlon. Um, I definitely love, love the sport. You know, I actually have fallen out of love with swimming after that uh, episode. (laughs) So I'm still biking a lot. I love just how social biking is. I think it's a great, um, it's a great way to explore. You can explore more than you can on foot. Um, I love the fact that, you know, when you stick to triathlon, I, I think ultimately you can, it's, it's the key to staying healthy. Um, so, you know, whenever, you know, you feel like you're running too much, you can always hop on the bike. And I, and I, you know, some runners think you're wasting, you know, some of your fitness if you're biking i completely disagree i think it's great for recovery i think it's great for um i think it's great for you know your body in general because i mean you take we we as triathletes we take a pounding um and a lot of us are probably not getting the necessary amount of sleep because of our uh, you know crazy amounts of training that that um that takes place yeah, I mean, you, you you nailed it. And I think what happens is something has to give, whether it's sleep, recovery, or swimming, right? And Because swimming is just a big pain in the ass to get to. Uh, we tend to kind of push it aside. Yeah, it's it's a pain in the ass. You know, it's, it's I, I don't like ping-ponging back and forth in a pool with other people right. that are, like, slow. And then it's, you know, if I had a nice open water, you know, if a nice – if I lived on a lake, that would be a different story. And it, it, it does, some things have to give, but I think if there's one thing in triathlon that you can, if you have the, the skill set, cause I think swimming is extremely technical based and the gains, you, if you're a quality, if you're a good technical swimmer, the gains you can make from, heavy training are minimal compared to if you're training hard on the bike and on your run. That's just what I personally think. Um, now, I agree with you. I, mean, I, I have a swimming background. I consider myself a strong swimmer. And the more I swim, it's, you know, I don't really get that much faster. Like I think I've topped out with my swimming ability. Uh, but I tell you what, if I stop swimming for two weeks, then I lose it all. Like, <laughs> like, like so quick, it, it's definitely uh, an inverse relationship on the downside versus the upside. Um, well, listen, I, uh, as we're kind of winding this up, I told you at the beginning, you know, put two sales guys on the phone we could speak for hours. And I, uh, but I do want to keep, keep this to, you know, cognizant of your time but i wanted to just kind of go over a couple things let's go back to your so your day job um which i think is really impressive because not only what you do but your company actually sponsored or supported you for iron man correct 
So, and I'll let you screw up the name. So go ahead. <laughs> so yeah, I work for uh, a firm that's called Ankle and Volkers, um, and it's a German-engineered uh, luxury uh, brokerage of premium uh, residential property. Uh, we do, we also do commercial real estates. We have a yachts and aircraft division as well. Um, founded in uh, Germany in 1977. Right now, we're in about over 30 countries. With about over 800 offices and I think over 10,000 agents. So overseas, you've heard of us for all the people overseas listening to this. Um, and you'll you'll start to see there's actually even an office in Lake Placid, and they were um, oh wild. <laughs> and it was perfect. I was able to I was able to park there. It was fantastic. Um, so yeah, it was it was they were they were really supportive and uh, you know it's it's fun. I think. I think more and more people are paying attention to triathlon. Um, I'm I'm not. Sh- did you did you do the quasi try? Did I see that on Instagram? Yeah. So I did um, this year. I just did the Olympic, but I've done the half um, six times before that. So yeah. Iron Man just purchased that. They did. So now it's kind of so Ironman purchased Quasi 70.3 Maine and uh, Williamsburg. So living in Connecticut, I'm kind of being I have to now go do Quasi 70.3 this year. So will you be there or next year? Will you be there? Uh, you know, I'd love to do that race. Um, I'll, I'll have to I'll have to see uh, if, if it can uh, can work out. Sun, the problem is Sundays are tough. Got it. Races are on Sundays. And it's tough from a business perspective. Yeah. Well, I mean, being in real estate, you know, Sunday is yeah. uh, is the day that uh, is that people are out looking, and a lot of these races, yep. especially Ironman, you know, you're are, are on Sundays, and I mean these these events in general. So, I mean, that's somewhat how I pick out my schedule. I do a lot of Saturday. Or I'm going oh, to be much more Saturday races, but so I can't do too many a year, um, but. Yeah, that being said, my day job is uh, a real estate agent and broker here in uh, New York City. And uh, it's actually, I think, one of the best careers to to have if you're trying to, uh, you know, get a decent amount of training time in. Yeah, it's, you know, it's funny. I've built, um, and I don't know if you see this in your practice, but a lot of my clients are triathletes. And you tend to hang out in the same circles as other triathletes and their type A personalities. And they're usually successful at other parts of their life as well. And, um, you know, I think you nailed it. Instead of going out and playing golf, you're going out there and you're riding, riding some laps around Central Park and meeting a bunch of people that way. I mean, that's and that's the best thing about, like, this whole sport in general. Like, I want to kind of get down to more of the, you know, the reasons why I do it. Less about, you know, I mean, it's all about it's all about achieving things and being bring people together like my little you know the crew of friends that now that I bike with you know I didn't have that before triathlon and and you know they're great kids and when you go out and you ride you know 50 miles before work you know that that you, you just feel great you you did it with your buddies you know it, it just you know you both gives everyone that that feeling of accomplishment but I mean, and that's the whole thing about Ironman in general. Like, what what's better than going to this event? There's 2,500 people there. 
all going out to achieve their goal on the same day, roughly the same time, who have put all of this work in. And, you know, it just like the human emotion that, you know, is at that event is something that is just truly incredible. And I mean, that's why, why, why I love it. And, and I think every, there's everything about it. Like you said, I mean, I talk to any triathlete, you'd have to hit us to stop talking. You know, we can go on, you know, you talk about, you know, a power meter for days, you know, just like the, there's so many little things and there's so many aspects and there's so many things to learn. And, you know, you watch these, you know, you watch, you know, I watch a lot of the videos online too. And even these pro athletes are learning every single race. And, you know, I think, I don't know. It's just, it's, it's just a great, a great sport that, you know, pushes you to places that, that really make you think and uh, really make you adapt and see what you're capable of. And honestly, when you finish an Ironman, you're pretty much like, uh, you know, when you're done, you're like, I can pretty much do like, what's next? Like, what, what, like, what can I do? It makes small little task of, you know, keeping your room clean or, you know, <laughs> makes just everything, you know, just so easy and, and, and simple. And, and, you know, I think the structure as well that, that it creates is something that I think, um, is just truly amazing. And everyone, I've never met someone I haven't liked in the community. Hey, amen, man. I, I, I really think we need to end it here because you just exemplified, you know, everything there is about this sport, why I started this podcast, why I could reach out to anybody. You know, uh, this is the first time you and I have spoken except for five minutes before this recording. And, uh, you know, we could go on for hours and hours and, that's truly the awesome thing about our sport and our community. So, uh, so thank you so much for coming on and sharing your story, Peter. Yeah, of course, you know, and anyone can do it. You know, that's, that's the thing I, I love. The best feeling is uh, motivating people. And I want to touch back to what I said at the very beginning about, you know, just like people are like, Oh, I can't go out because my knees or this. Well, if, you, if your knees hurt, start trying to bike. And, you know, it's really, you really can do it. You just gotta, you know, got to push push the thoughts and everything aside and just get out there um but yeah thank you for having me and uh again we should we uh we could make this into a joe rogan uh three hour long podcast we could are you gonna start smoking pot like uh <laughs> like elon, like elon? <laughs> he, didn't, he didn't he didn't uh inhale he didn't inhale right correct <laughs> that was awesome so listen so uh peter ward you are at pj wheezy on instagram kept the college nickname going nice and uh everybody has to follow your dog at nyc sheepdog right? yes yes the, the fluffy <laughs> man he's he's something else in and of himself awesome I wish, I wish he had a little bit more speed once uh once he gets his summer cut he his speed builds up a little bit so that's right he's more aerodynamic he's more, but you can actually see where he's going he's a little less uh less timid <laughs> Awesome. Well, listen, Peter, um, I look, I think, first of all, again, thank you so much. And uh, I look forward to following the journey and um, yeah, hopefully I'll see you at Quasi, but otherwise uh, look forward to following you on Instagram and all things social and, and talk to you soon. Yeah. Let's link up. Let's get a, let's get a trail run in sometime. 
Yeah, I'm more of a let's wait till the leaves get off the trees and I can see what I'm running on, and then we'll definitely do it. <laughs> or next, or next time in Manhattan, we'll do a we'll go do Central Park. Central Park lap any day of the week. Cool. I, yeah, I know a lot of listeners to my show. Uh, a lot of people I'm either are clients of mine, their friends of mine in the city are down there all the time. So hopefully, uh, we'll get you out there and people hook up with you and uh, get some more running going on. And that that's what this this sporting community is all about. Amen, brother. Amen. Well, th- thanks for having me, and uh, I had a lot of I had a lot of fun. Thanks, Peter. I appreciate Bye. it, and I will talk to you soon. Take care now. Bye. Bye. All right, we did it. My conversation with Peter Ward. I told you, super intense, but super fun guy, and really enjoyed that conversation. Didn't know him at all, but uh, after we started chatting, it was like we've known each other for years. So a lot of fun. Love him. Go follow Peter. Again, he's at PJ Weezy on Instagram. And go follow his sheepdog at NYC Sheepdog. Uh, he doesn't take himself too seriously, but he puts 110% into everything that he does. That's what I have for you this week. Be sure to check out Motivation Monday every Monday on the JMAC Tries podcast. This has been a lot of fun dropping those Monday episodes. And if you want to get on there, DM me. You know how to find me. I'm on Instagram at jmac underscore tries. And as always, thanks for sharing. Thanks for listening. Thanks for the five stars and thanks for the reviews. And as always, make sure you tag hashtag jmac tries. Until next time, talk soon.